welcome back to the Excel Still More podcast. I am your host, Chris Emerson, and we are here to talk about tips and strategies that we can employ to help us grow in our faithfulness to God, to reach new heights, to excel still more. Thanks for joining. Let's get started. All right, so today we're going to talk about relationships, specifically the difference between your inner circle and your outer circle, and how it is that if we build and maintain a strong inner circle of influence, it will empower us and give us great courage and strength to affect all of the people around us that God has put into our lives. So we're going to talk about the difference between the two. Ultimately, at the end, I want to give you four practical tips that can help you better manage your inner circle. First of all, we need to talk about this outer space a bit. You can probably visualize this with no problem, but if you did happen to have a paper and pencil or something, I would ask you to draw as large of a circle as you possibly can with a little dot in the middle that represents you. That is your outer circle. And what I want you to understand about that is every single person that God has providentially weaved into your life is in that outer circle. I'm talking about people who are close to you, like family and friends and neighbors and coworkers. I'm talking about people that you barely know at all. Uh, We're talking about the guy in the pickup truck in front of you right now who's driving too slowly. He is your neighbor. He's a part of your outer circle. We're even talking about enemies as the Bible describes them. If there are people who don't like you and, frankly, people you don't like, they're still in that outer circle. There is no human being in association with your life outside of that circle. So I want you to understand the the gravity of all of those relationships around you. Now, here's the thing. The Bible's been very clear on what's supposed to happen in that outer circle. These are your neighbors, and Jesus said in Matthew 22, love God and love your neighbor. What that means is, all of those people we described a minute ago, God wants you to love them. You care about them. You desire for their well-being. You pray for them, no matter friend or enemy or stranger. If the opportunity arises, you pray for them and you seek to cross the road and help them out of the ditch, no matter who they are, because of the love of Jesus living in you. We know from Matthew 5 that you want to be a spiritual influence in their life as well. You want to be a light for Jesus that can help draw them to Jesus. You want to confess the name of Jesus, and you want to teach them about the truth and how to follow it. And here's the reason why I'm saying all that. In a few minutes, when we talk about this inner circle and who gets to be in and who gets sort of pulled or pushed out of it, I want you to understand that if someone is moved out of your inner circle, you're not casting them into some outer darkness leprosy community never to be heard from again. You're simply moving them into another space, a more broad and distanced space where you still love and care for them. But here's the big difference, and I would have you write this down if you have the opportunity to do so. That outer circle, five words, people I want to influence. That's what we're saying about that outer circle. These are people in and around my life that I want to have an influence on, just like Jesus instructed me to do. However, we have to be careful, don't we? There are a lot of people in my life, I'm sure it's the same for you, there are a lot of people whom I want to influence, however, I don't want to be influenced by them, 
Is that true for you? Can you think of people like that? And there's lots of warnings about this. Jesus told the disciples, you go out and try to influence people for the kingdom, but if they won't listen, you wipe the dust off of your feet and you move on to the next house. There's lots of discussion about being careful over these influences. Everybody ought to know 1 Corinthians chapter 15, do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. This happens all too often. There's somebody in your life that you go get very close to because you're interested in making them understand the need for Jesus. And if you're not careful, what begins to happen? Because of the closeness of that relationship, you become more like them. There's a man named Jim Rohn who talks about this. He says, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And so if you're spending the most time with people that you don't want to be influenced by, you just want to help them, then you're being deceived. They will have an effect on you, and you've got to kind of own up to that before you can repair it. I'm reminded of 2 Corinthians chapter 6, that phrase, do not be unequally yoked. We won't talk about the full import of what that's about. It's an interesting study, of course. But I do understand the imagery. If you yoke together two oxen, wherever the stronger one goes, that's where the weaker one's going to go. Too many times, Christians associate themselves closely, have regular and constant contact with people because you believe you're the stronger one and you're going to lead them to the right. And too many times, it turns out maybe they're a little bit stronger in their will and they go left and you it's sort of in a powerless way, end up following them. So the Bible says there are a lot of people in your life you want to influence, but you do not want to be influenced by. So what do we do about that? Well, we draw and maintain another circle, an inner circle. So if you were actually drawing this on a piece of paper, you have this broad circle, everybody's in there, and you're trying to help them, but much closer to the center, you would draw a smaller inner circle. In fact, for most of us, it would be much, much smaller. Only a few people are allowed inside this circle. Here's what's different about it. These are people whom I want close to me because these people make me better. These people help my faith grow. If in that outer circle you wrote down those five words, people I want to influence. In this inner circle, you might make a notation, people I want to influence me. These are people that God has put in my life to make me stronger and more devoted so that, and please understand this, so that I can reach outside and influence others with more courage and with a better support system. And that's what you have to understand today or you'll miss the entire point. We're not saying that if you're outside of my inner circle, you're not valuable. What we're saying is people that I want to correspond with regularly and open myself up to and trust and listen to are people who are going to help me develop myself so that I can help all of the people in the outer circle. Let me give you a biblical example of what I'm talking about. Do you remember the Apostle Paul? The Apostle Paul had this great work he was doing. He was traveling around trying to convert people. He was trying to influence people in his outer circle to come to Jesus. But he knew he needed a support system, so he took men with him he could trust. He took Barnabas with him because Barnabas was such a great friend and stood up for Paul in the early days of his conversion in Christianity. He took other guys with him, like he met this fellow named Timothy, this younger guy in Acts 16, and so committed to Christ was Timothy that Paul said, I don't just want to know you, I want you to go with me. 
And for the next 15 years, they traveled around, sometimes together, sometimes apart, but always helping each other and strengthening and inspiring one another. So there's some great examples like that. But you may also remember there were two people in Paul's inner circle who were placed outside of it. They didn't stay there. Do you remember Demas? It's apparent early on that Demas traveled with Paul and was a big difference maker in his ministry. However, by the end of Paul's ministry, 2 Timothy says that Demas deserted Paul because he loved this present world. Now, I'm not sure who pulled away from whom, but it was a natural separation that occurred, a desertion, a separation, when one of them decided not to serve God faithfully anymore. Paul couldn't trust him anymore. He wouldn't have had him close to him at that point. Now, does that mean Paul doesn't care about Demas, doesn't care if he goes to heaven or not? Absolutely not. It just means that he had to be moved away. Here's another example that I think is even more helpful. Do you remember that on Paul's first missionary journey in Acts 13 and 14, he not only took Barnabas with him, he took this guy named John Mark. We call him John Mark. Sometimes he's called Mark in the text, but you you know who we're talking about. In that first journey, we don't know exactly what happened, but John Mark decided to leave and go home. Probably he was just frightened by the prospects of all the persecution that was upcoming, and he leaves. So Paul and Barnabas finish the mission. They come back home. They go to Jerusalem. They do a few things. They get ready to go out on the second journey, and Barnabas and John Mark show up and say, let's go. And Paul says, no. Barnabas, you can go, but John, you can't go. Why did he say that? He wasn't saying that John Mark, and this is very important for you to understand, he wasn't saying that he was lost. This isn't a line. The outer circle, inner circle is not a line between lost and saved. It's a line between trust and can't trust. It's a line that says, I can't have you next to me influencing me if your influence won't help me. And such a sharp disagreement did they come to on this that Paul left without Barnabas or John Mark, and they went in a different direction. And so what I want you to see there are a couple of things. First of all, the line between inner circle and outer circle is not saved or lost. There are Christians in my outer circle. Let me be clear on this. There are Christians in my outer circle whom I seek to help, really want to influence. But if I can just be honest with you, I don't want them to influence me right now. There are things about their life that may bring out negative things in me, things about their character that I think would actually work against what I'm trying to do for the Lord. Well, that's kind of the line that Paul drew there, and he moved John Mark out of it. Now, there's some good news to this story and one more point to make before we get to our list at the end. About 15 years later, in 2 Timothy chapter 4, the Apostle Paul, late in his life, asks that Mark, John Mark, be brought to him because he says he is of effective service. Here's the point. Years passed, things changed, clearly John Mark got his act together and his courage built, and the Apostle Paul said, I have brought him back close to me. So we're not talking about a line that's set, and once you're out, you're out, and once you're in, you're in. We're talking about influence and trust and people who make you better, and you'll see that that'll change over time. So here's what you need to do. You need to understand that if you move someone to that outer circle, you're not condemning them. You're protecting yourself. And some of us have to get over this idea of, wow, this just seems really selfish. So I'm just going to create this insulated bubble of support where I constantly get nourished by these people. You know, it sounds like I'm, I'm cutting myself off from the world. 
look, if that's what you think, you need to back this thing up 11 minutes and 30 seconds and start over. That's not the idea at all. The idea is I need people in my life who help me get so strong in my faith and help me access the power of God so completely that now with greater assurance of success, I can go to that outer circle, maybe taking them with me, and I can influence those people. Okay, as we get to the end of this, I want to give you four things to consider about managing that inner circle. The first one is end. You may have to end some inner circle relationships. It may be time to look at someone who you spend a ton of time with, who you interact with on a regular basis, and acknowledge that this person is not good for me. This person is bringing out things in me that I am trying to abolish. And maybe you go talk to them about that, and maybe you try to make that better. But if you know that it's just not getting better, you may have to move them further away from you. Now remember, you're not condemning them. You're just saying, I need to create enough space so that I can continue to influence you, but you will no longer be an influence on me. It may be time to end some inner circle relationships. Now you may be listening to this thinking, Well, okay, there are people like that in my life, but I can't just move them away. They're in my own household, or they sit next to me at work, or we're connected in some other kind of way. I can't just end that. Well, here's your second tip then. Maybe it's time to do some minimizing. You may still have regular interaction with them through some commitment or some way that you're connected, but you can shrink the time. You can spend less time with them. You can interact with them less frequently. That may actually trigger something in them that allows for a breakthrough. But just remember this, because you can't create great separation doesn't mean you shouldn't create small separations. Maybe just a little less time. Maybe just choose to do something else this weekend. See if a little bit of space creates greater health for you in the way that you're cultivating your faith. Okay, so as we get to the end, those were kind of tough. They're not easy to do. And you really need to pray about that and ask for God's guidance and wisdom and all of that. But here's the exciting part. If you do those first two things, we can talk about these last two things. If you've moved people out of your inner circle or you push them away just a little bit, you create this beautiful little void very close to you. And there are two things you can do with that. Number one, you can maximize. Maybe there are people in your inner circle, people who make you better, people who inspire you in your faith, but lately you've just seen some distance created. Maybe you spend less time with them than you used to. Maybe they've just gotten overlooked because less healthy relationships have been in the way. Well, that's not the case any longer. You can reach out to them and say, remember all the time we spent together? I would love for your family to come over this week and us just hang out and study a little bit. Or you can say, hey, let's go get a cup of coffee together. You can take some of those relationships that you already know are great and you can start rebuilding them. Man, the nourishment of that is awesome. And then here's the last thing. How about beginning some inner circle relationships? Here's what you have to do. You have to look at your outer circle, all these people God has put in your life, a lot of whom you're not very close to, and you have to sort of point at one and say, man, look at that guy. That guy is so spiritually strong, at least it appears so. That guy seems to be doing so many things well. And instead of being jealous of that guy, you need to admire that guy. You need to say, man, I really wish I was more like that. Or I'm sure he could have a great influence on me. And then you reach out and you initiate. And you bring him closer. And you try to spend more time with him. But I need to say one thing about that. Remember, if you're asking him to join your inner circle, you're also asking to join his 
I want you to think about that. You're asking him to bring value into your life. I want you to be valuable to me and help me. Then you also need to bring some form of value into his. Maybe it won't be the same. I mean, after all, that's why you're bringing him in to help you with things that you're struggling with. But there are things you can do to pick him up too, to encourage him, to help him in his faith, to engage him spiritually. Just remember that when that's working both ways in an inner circle, it makes a huge amount of difference. Hey, listen, as we sum this thing up, I hope that's been helpful for you. Maybe you can even make a list of people you want to deal with and talk to and bring closer. Don't forget that outer circle. God has a lot of great work for you to do and many people that you can bring to Christ. But please remember, maybe the strength and the courage that you need to do all of that is found in your inner circle. If you found this helpful today and you would like to support the program, there are three great things you could do. Make sure that you go to iTunes or the podcast app and subscribe, leave a rating, and also a review. That would really help us out. Don't forget to share with people that you care about. And remember, you can follow along on Facebook at the Excel Still More page. I hope you have a great day. And remember, whatever you choose to do today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Excel Still More.